I'm Tara McMullen, and I'm a coach and community builder because I believe in the power of small business to build more inclusive economies. Welcome to the Coach Pony Podcast, where our goal is to help you learn the critical business skills that you need to succeed as a coach. And it all starts with learning how to get paying clients. In season one of our podcast, join us as we interview experienced six and seven figure coaches from different niches and delve into how they got their very first paying client. Today, we're going to peer into the world of business coaching with Tara McMullen from What Works and Yellow House Media. I love What Works as it is a digital platform for small business owners who are building strong and resilient companies. And Tara has a ton of wisdom. Her What Works podcast has been downloaded over 2 million times. Join us and learn what she used to charge, what she charges now, and her absolute worst moment as a coach early in her business and how she got past it. And with that, let's get down to business. I'm here today with Tara McMullen, and I am super excited because we are exploring the topic of how you got your first paying coaching client. And I cannot wait to get into this with you, Tara. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. I am super stoked to be here, Christy. Thanks for having me. Yes, yes. I cannot wait to get into this because you've been in business for a long time. So I want to just go ahead and dive in and ask you to think back. So take me back to the day when you landed your first paying client and tell me how did they find you and what did they purchase? (laughs) Yeah. So my first client uh, that I worked, technically, this is not a paying client story, but there was was an exchange. So I'm going to use it because also it's a really good story. (laughs) So my first business coaching client that I can remember working with in a pretty structured, uh, pretty rigorous way came to me via an email. We had known each other online, I think through Twitter first, and then had exchanged emails. We had been on some teleseminars together, I believe. And I got an email from her one day. And I should say as well that this woman, I really looked up to her. She is so smart. She is so with it and so wise. And I got this email from her that said, I had a dream about you last night. I dreamt that we were working together and it went really well. So I would like to hire you, please. (laughs) Mm. And it was completely out of left field. It was at the same time it was a dream come true. It was also terrifying because I really felt like, what do I know? What experience do I have? What insight do I have that this woman doesn't already have from her MBA? from an Ivy League school. (laughs) Mm. And so there was a ton of just like, I'm not ready for this. This isn't what I signed up for kind of thing. And so I coached myself in that moment and thought, all right, this is an opportunity to say yes, Tara. And you need to say yes, even if you need to, you know, make it so that it's slightly more comfortable for you. And so we did an exchange and of services, which worked out great. And 
she was right. Her dream was right. It went really well for her. And what we worked on together is something that she still, 10 years, 10 plus years later, still sells, still makes gobs of money off of. <laughs> it's the thing that she's known for. And we developed it together. And to me, it's still one of the things that I am most proud of in terms of my business coaching career, business coaching business. And it was a great experience on my end. Uh, I hope that it was a great experience on her end. I know it was on one level. I think there's probably other places where I know that I just really mucked things up and made it difficult. But that was that was the first client. Wow. So they came to you, or I should say she came to you through your network. Right. Yes. So she was a previous connection, which is really interesting. So networking, so important in terms of business building for so many of us. And tell me, what what was what exactly did you barter? Because if you had to put a price on the service you d did for her at the time, what price would you put on it? That's sort of what I'm really trying to get at. Yeah, yeah. Good question. So 10 years ago, I did not charge nearly what I should have been charging. My guess is I it was probably would have been like a $1,000 coaching package. Okay. And how many how many sessions? Oh god. Um I think that we did 6 sessions initially. I'm almost positive we did 6 sessions initially. Okay. $1,000 6 sessions. Awesome. And yes. carry on, you were saying? Uh, and then, and so we bartered, she bartered uh, coaching services back. So she's, uh, she was a life coach. And so she was coaching me, I was coaching her. And uh, probably because she knew better what to charge, she prob probably paid me quite a bit more than the value of what I thought I was supposed to be getting paid for a business coaching package at the time. So tell me, so this was 10 years ago, you said, is that correct? Yes, at least 10 years ago. So, okay. So how have your offers changed since then? Do you do any more private coaching in your business? Well, I had stopped doing private coaching for a long time. So basically the answer to the question is of how have my offers evolved is more like how haven't they evolved? <laughs> um, <laughs> there is nothing that I do today that is anything even remotely close to what I was doing 10 plus years ago. So I did one-on-one -on -one business coaching only for a couple of years before I realized that every single client that came to me had a similar set of goals and a really similar set of problems. And that if I could create a process for guiding people through those problems to get to the goals that they wanted, then I could work with 15 people at a time or 40 people at a time. And so I very quickly moved into a group coaching model based around a process and a framework uh, that was called Quiet Power Strategy. And that was really successful for a number of years. And there are people who worked with me in the beginning of that that are still in my world and still you know participate in the community that we have today and the the workshops and offers that we have today so very 
proud of that as well. We retired that offer a few years ago and uh, moved into a community-based model where we still support people on building their businesses, on overcoming a lot of the same challenges, on uh, reaching a lot of the same goals, but we do it from a less coaching perspective and more from a peer-to-peer -peer support perspective and really trying to create an inclusive experience of many different kinds of perspectives on what makes up for a really strong, resilient, sustainable business, because there's so many different ways to do it. And I had good thoughts, great thoughts on a couple of ways to do it. But by bringing in the community element, we get lots of different good ways to do it. Um, so that's what we offer today. On top of that, we have been offering masterminds as well, which is the closest thing that I would say uh, for the last four years I have offered to coaching. Mm -hmm. I tell people that I take my coaching hat off in masterminds, uh, that, that I'm not there to be a coach, I'm there to be a facilitator. And for the most part, that's the case. Sometimes the conversation goes to the place where I really do need to put my coach hat on or people are really asking for coaching, which is totally fine. And I enjoy that. After 2020, though, and guiding, uh, what, 40 people through the, you know, just the ups and downs of last year, I got really burnt out on trying to hold space for that many people and process the same really difficult stuff over and over again with them without me really having time to process those things as well. And so I knew at the end of last year, I needed to take a break from masterminding because I just needed, I needed to be able to hear my own thoughts basically for a while. Mm -hmm. So I decided at the end of last year to take on six private coaching clients again, and I am loving it. So th that offer I can tell you about specifically because that's going to be the thing that is most relevant to your folks. It is a six-month package. It is $10,000, and it includes one private session per month and one group session. So all of the six people that I'm working with started at the same time, and they meet together as a group with me at the beginning of every month, and then we do our one-on-one our -on -one call from there. They also have access to me in Slack. So even though it seems like, oh gosh, Tara, one call a month, we get a ton done in the month because I can give them the feedback and the marching orders and the homework that they need in that one session. And then in between those sessions, they're delivering that work to me. I'm able to give them feedback and say, okay, now try this, now try this. And so we're actually getting quite a bit done together. And I'm, like I said, I'm just really, really enjoying it. And um, it's been fun to use that skill set again. It's been fun to work with people in that way again. And it's been really fun to see for myself just how far I've come in the way I know how to structure uh, those kinds of relationships now, the way the systems that I can put in place, the resources that I can give people, the boundaries I can set, the containers I can create. I didn't have any of those skills 10 years ago. All I knew 10 years ago was like internet marketing basics and basic curriculum de design. Now I know, I really know how to create 
a package that makes people feel held and supported and excited about working on their businesses. And for me, that's that has been almost as almost as rewarding as actually seeing like the light bulb moments that my current clients are having. It is amazing how much you grow and evolve as a coach and how much better you get at structuring your services and packages and just delivering results as you get more experienced and deeper and deeper into your niche. And I just want to say, wow, what a difference a decade makes yeah. <laughs> in your business, right? You know, first off, client one bartering roughly $1,000 for six sessions, 10 years later, you know, $10,000. Right. And that's for six that's sessions a, for six sessions. And that that is an awesome, um, awesome growth. And I know you deliver amazing results. I want to go back for a second, because for most of us, when we first started to think about becoming a coach, it's really terrifying. Mm -hmm. And it's also really hard. And the reason it's hard is because you're not just becoming a coach, which is its own enormous career skill. You're also becoming an entrepreneur, and a lot of coaches don't realize this. And so, you know, that first year, not only as a coach, but as a business owner, is a hard one because you're learning so much and you have so little to start from, right? Because it's a new mm -hmm. thing that you're doing. So I want you to go back, if you would, to your first year in business, because there's always some ups and some downs in that first year. Can you tell me the story of your lowest moment? How did it feel? What was it? And how did you work through it? So when I started my business, I was not a coach and I didn't know I was starting a business at the, at the same time. <laughs> exactly. um, I knew that I was doing something on the internet to make money, but I didn't know I was starting a business. And so like many, many, many people, I kind of tried to figure out what was going to be the best use of my skill set, what people needed and how I could meet those needs in order to create my initial offers. And so it was just a lot of like paying attention to what people were asking for, where they felt stuck, and then also just responding to people saying, hey, I really like your blog, but I need this over here. Can you help me with that? And I'd either say, no, I'm not the right person for that. Or I would say, well, I can try. And so one of the things that I offered in the, that first year was web design. And I did that for a couple of years, which web design is what ultimately led to business coaching because I realized that I could get paid more to just tell people what to do instead of creating a mediocre website for them, which involved telling them what to do. <laughs> so um, that's, that's a different story though. The story that comes to mind for me uh, is kind of a two-part story. In that first year, and it is web design related, but I think that, you know, it's this happens in the coaching world too. I had told someone that I would do a website for them. I charged them $200. <laughs> and because I was still just trying to fit my business in between being a brand new mom and a really clueless wife, <laughs> that website got built in the middle of the night literally in the middle of the night on the couch like i can put myself back in that room back in that feeling of like my eyes you know that feeling that you get when it's the middle of the night and you really should be asleep now, like not it's just late but like you shouldn't be moving right now <laughs> that feeling in my eyes i can 
I can feel that and thinking, dear God, is this worth $200? And it was, it's easy to say now, God, no, it is not worth $200. Then $200 felt like a lot of money to me. And I know that there are so many people out there for whom $200 is still a lot of money, or it makes a real difference in their finances at the end of the month. But even then, I was like, this cannot be worth it. There has got to be, like, I'm doing something wrong here. I should not be in this position. Shortly after that, I got an email from uh, a friend of mine who had stumbled upon someone else's website, another web designer, who showed what her uh, services cost right on her website, showed what they included. And also she just seemed super cool. And I realized that she was charging 10 times more for a website than I was. And I was like, okay, I'm not as talented as her. I can't make as nice a website, but maybe I could charge eight times what I'm charging now. And so that was a huge wake-up call, um, or I guess that that set of experiences was a huge wake-up call of, I think I'm doing something wrong, to, oh no, you're definitely doing something wrong. And there's a solution, and you can fix it, and then things will be better. And they were. And I know that sounds really simplistic, but sometimes the solution to what feels like a really big business problem is something really simple. And in that case, it was. So given that, what would you say your best piece of advice is for new coaches starting out? Mm, don't overcomplicate things. That was a perfect, mm. <laughs> that was a perfect mm -hmm. uh, thing to ask because they really think that the tendency today is to overcomplicate things. So 12 years ago, 10 years ago, we were not really talking about launching. We definitely were not talking about email marketing for the first couple of years that I was in business. Everyone was on Twitter. Instagram didn't exist yet. Facebook, you know, there weren't Facebook pages yet. There weren't Facebook groups yet. And so no one had an opinion of all of the things that you needed to have in place to start a business. Today, of course, as everyone who's listening to this knows, everyone has an opinion on all of the different things that you need to have in place to start a business. But I think the reality has not actually changed. You don't need any of those things today to have a viable, even thriving business. You don't have to have you know, the perfect lead magnet that goes into the perfect sales funnel with the perfect email automation behind it, with the perfect sales page and the amazing photo shoot and all of the things. like. That's not what makes your business work. What makes your business work is having a clear offer, having healthy systems, um, having good relationships with both your clients and the people in your network so you can keep that kind of machine humming. But it can be really simple and work. And not only that, I think it needs to be really simple to work. And that by overcomplicating things now, we're actually making it harder for us to succeed, not easier. Yeah, there are far more sparkly objects now. But what's interesting is that the tenets and principles of business remain the same, as yes. you said earlier. Like I, I could have the coolest tech sales funnel in the world, but if I don't know who my client is and I don't have an offer that they want, none of that matters. You know, it really just narrowing in on who you most want to serve. And as coaches, one of the things I always want to underscore is even though you can help everyone, 
you shouldn't. <laughs> you know, just yes. because you can do something doesn't mean you have to or you need to or even you should, right? Like help the people you most want to help and then invest in the skills that are basics, that are foundational to business. And don't worry about the latest cool tech idea or whatever's happening right now, right? Amen. Like I love Yes. I, so I love it. I love it. And you said systems. And I just want to high five you because that is all <laughs> we talk about at Coach Pony is business oh, good. systems. Yes. Right. You know, if you can get your your basic strategic systems in place, and by that, I'm not talking about automated sales funnels. I'm talking about the strategy behind how to sell coaching and the strategy behind how to market and all that other stuff. Then your business is going to be okay, no matter, you know, what platform you choose or what strengths you have. So I really like to end every episode with what we call a lightning round. And what that is, is it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a lightning round of chocolatey goodness, because <laughs> here at Coach Pony, we love chocolate. So let me pause and say that today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Nespresso Milk Chocolate, not just for coffee, for everyone. <laughs> so these are... <laughs> They did not pay me to say this. These are tiny little chocolates you can get if you have an espresso machine, and they shouldn't be good. They really shouldn't, but they're amazing. And so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw that out there. I recommend the dark over the milk. Are you ready, Tara, to begin? I am so ready. Question one: What was the most expensive thing you spent money on recently in your business? A marketing agency. What is the best thing you spent money on in your business? Hopefully the marketing agency and also excellent new lighting. Outstanding. Name one thing you feel like you wasted money on in your business. The last computer I bought. What is your favorite dessert? Chocolate cake. What is the, your favorite book in your niche of business coaching or anything kind of in that relevant area? Yeah, The Art of Gathering by Priya Parker. What is the last book you read? Uh, the Book of Help, A Memoir in Remedies by Megan Griswold. What takes the most time out of your workday? Writing. Dark chocolate or milk chocolate? Dark. White chocolate, delicious or an abomination? Abomination. Yes, high fives to that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so tell me really quickly, the favorite book in your niche, tell us a little bit about it, why you like it. Yeah, The Art of Gathering is a book about creating experiences and building communities even in a, you know, kind of a small container. And for me, it has just been transformative in the way I think about bringing people together to work on their businesses. So even though it's not a business book, it's just really changed the way I think about the experiences that we create for the people that we bring together. And that's what our business is all about at What Works. Um, and so it's just, yeah, it's just been an incredible resource to have. So tell everyone, how can they find you after listening to this podcast? Where can they connect with Tara and get more of this wisdom? For podcast listeners, the best place to find me is on the What Works podcast. Um, so you can find it on the same app that you're listening to Coach Pony on. And then if you're looking for the website, it's explorewhatworks.com. Uh, you can sign up for our weekly newsletter there and find out more about the podcast as well. And if you're looking for a social place to connect with me, Instagram is where I hang out most often. I love that. All right. And with that, Tara, I want to say thank you so much for being our very first guest on the season one of the Coach Pony podcast. And thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. I'm so glad you were here. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been an honor. 
All right. And with that, everyone, we'll see you next time. Being a successful coach depends on two things. First, being great at coaching. And second, being great at business. We know you are already a good coach. Now, our goal is to make you absolutely great at business. If you've ever wished someone would show you exactly how to find paying clients so you aren't staring at an empty calendar and empty bank account, please don't fret. Come on over to coachpony.com and grab our free 26-page guide on how to start a coaching business that actually makes money. If you like step-by-step help that will demystify this process for you, we've got your back. Grab your copy of the guide at coachpony.com.